Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to hear from them about a meaningful video game from their past. On the show, we talk as much about what made playing that game special and what our guests might enjoy about it, as we will about the context of how and when they had this meaningful time with it. Um, that's it for the housekeeping, or for the, for the intro, but there is some housekeeping I'd like to do. If you're on social media, you can interact with us a few different ways. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're on Instagram at Call Me By Your Game Pod, and we're on Twitter at Call Me By Your Game. Uh, but there's just one Y on Twitter, so it's B Y O U R. There, you can hear, you can see what episodes we have coming out every week. You can learn a little bit about our guest, what they're up to, and how to support them, and even see the glorious graphic that I make for every episode. You can also uh, support the show in a few other ways by, you can rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. I only see the ones on Apple Podcasts, though, uh, so if you leave one on Spotify or somewhere else, feel free to DM me and let me know, because I'd love to read it on the show, because uh, that truly helps us be found by more people like yourself, dear listener, who might enjoy this show. Uh, you can also share the show with a friend, whether they love video games in general or the game that our guest has brought on for the main event later today. Uh, and then lastly, you can support us on Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio, NPC like non-player character. And there we have a ton of bonus additional bonish. I just said bonish. It's kind of Irish, I guess. Uh, bonus additional video game content uh, from not just Call Me By Your Game, but from Inside Video Games and Gaming with July, from Video Games A Comedy Show, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and if you're listening to this, uh, when you'll be listening to it, which is the first week in January, uh, we've just released the uh, monthly Call Me By Your Game co-op episode at our $10 DJ Toad tier, the 30th episode we've done for that series, all about god of war ragnarok so if you're playing that game and you want to hear a good discussion on it get, uh, support us for a month and then you never have to say hi again but again that's at patreon.com slash super npc radio that'll do it for the housekeeping and i'll finally introduce our guest uh so please welcome to the microphone lily do hello happy to be here in my own home isn't that great the the one of the gifts that uh and I do want to frame it as a gift that the pandemic gave us was a chance to not have to meet at someone's home to record a podcast. Yes. Uh, and it, it's so convenient to be able to do this from home, especially like for me, I like when I do these one-on-one -on -one interviews, like with you, it's like, I'm just like, all right, if you're willing to just spend an hour and 15 minutes with me, uh, you don't have to go anywhere either. Yeah. I'm like, what well, was I not going to be on my computer for an hour <laughs> in the middle of a Saturday anyways? Yeah. Uh, so thank you for being here. Uh, I'm really excited to hear from you today and to talk about uh, video games and the one you brought on for the main event. But Lily, um, I know you, how I know the majority of the guests who come on this show through the improv community in Los Angeles. Um, but what do you want to share with the listeners about yourself, what you might be up to, who you are? Um, let's We'll pull back, a, I guess we'll erase a bit of the mystery here. Uh, if you'd like to do some introducing. Um, I'm Lily Dew. I'm a comedian with a, a beautiful brain and a perfect body. And I feel like that, you know, however you imagine that to be, don't Google it. Just picture that. Whatever I am in your head, that's me. This that's is a trust exercise, listener. Trust us here. Yeah. I, I want to be whatever you need me to be. I'm whoever <laughs> you picture. <laughs> this, is, this is becoming real 
ASMR fan service. Yes, it yes it is big time. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how we met. You know, you moved out here. You're one of the one of the people that I met from New York. Uh, we've had other people on the show, like like mutual friend of ours uh, who's on kind of recently for a special episode, Teo Yang. But I met you a part of this uh, Exodus of people. Also, Jordan Myrick, Molly Kiernan, other yes. people who've referenced on the show. Yes. Um, and picture I, them as well. Picture every time he names yes. a person, and if you don't know them, picture them with a huge yes. ass and huge tits and yes. a perfect brain. Yes. Um, and that's all of us. Uh, yeah, I lived in New York <laughs> for eight years, and that's where I started and continued to do improv comedy. And I moved to L.A. to work at collegehumor.com. The famous website. The famous website one of the last of the great websites. <laughs> it is a it is among a class of websites that we truly revere to this day. Yeah. Um, now it's more of a dropout dot TV. Yes. Type which situ. you which you also do stuff with. Yes, I host a show there called Dirty Laundry, and our second season is currently coming out right now. Every other week on, hey Tuesdays. That sounds right. <laughs> Your job isn't to know when it releases. It's just to, it's to host the show and no. to be just that heartbeat. Yeah. My job is to film 12 episodes over four days and the rest come out over slowly over the course of six months so that people constantly think I'm working. But actually, yes. I'm like, that was just four days, like five <laughs> months ago. That also sounds like a bit of a whirlwind uh, doing because you're doing three a day. Yeah. Um, how long does, cause I know the listeners really hoping we're going to get into the, the nitty gritty of this. Uh, <laughs> is it, are you like doing like, I don't know, three, two hours, three hours an episode? Um, no, I would say we got our timing down now with nice. the second season. Things definitely ran a little long the first season, but now we film each episode for maybe like an hour and a half and we cut it down to like half hour, or a little over that. Oh, cool. Um, cool. and really the editors are doing all the hard work. <laughs> uh, the magic of, of editing. Um, yeah, the skill I respect the most in the industry. Fuck a director or a writer. <laughs> An editor, I kiss your feet. Thank you yeah. for making the things make sense. It should be known, too, that every editor you might be picturing also big ass, perfect tits, just, like, incredible. Big ass, big heart. Yes. And, um, so, and, and you said people get, where can people catch your show? For the listener? On dropout.tv. And let me just double check that that's the correct URL. Because I used to say <laughs> dropout.com, but it's dropout.tv. Yeah, Gorgeous. that's correct. Hey, cut out the part where I didn't know it and just keep dropout.tv. Jeremy, if you're listening, edit that part out, please. Um, and anything Jeremy, that... appreciate you. Uh, love and appreciate you, Jeremy. Uh, as I'm sending you uh, these last-minute episodes right before I leave for the holiday. Um... Jeremy, yeah, the big ass, big heart. Oh, everybody knows that about him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, anything that you plug today, whether it be uh, your show or anything that happens to come up, I'll go ahead and put in the show notes and a link so people can just uh, can just click. Um, is there anything else you want to share about yourself before we uh, move on to some other stuff? Like kind of emotionally, psychologically. Um, it's it's up to you. You could also respond with a big old no. I'm good. Only child of Chinese immigrants. There we go. One statement, eight or so words. Uh, glorious. Well, 
Uh, Lily, I'm really excited to have you on today. Before we get into your general history with video games, uh, would you please, and I'm going to test out this, um, not for the first time, but I'm going to test out how I say this and see if it makes sense to my guess. Um, Lily, would you please call me by your game? Let's see if it works. Would you uh, tell me the title of the game we're talking about today? Oh, I thought maybe you were kind of looking for kind of a homoerotic, suggestive <laughs> moment related to video games. My no, game more just the title. <laughs> Final Fantasy X. Uh, awesome. Uh, not every uh, game that people bring on uh, I have a relationship to because uh, it's all about what the what the guest brings on and what their experience is like. But I, all, I really love this game, so I'm extra excited to hear whatever place it held for you. Um... All right, let's get into your history with video games. Uh, the, in fact, the reason I asked you on was because I want to say sometime during the last couple of years, I saw you post about playing Breath of the Wild. And anytime I see someone that I know uh, like post about video games, I sort of pocket it in my brain for a potential <laughs> guest. So that's how we got here. But what do you remember taking like an interest in games uh, early on in your life? Or when was that first time that you did? I mean, who doesn't like games? Every everybody likes games to an extent. Um, I think I, you know, I I could have been a gamer, but um, <laughs> I have a very I have very poor impulse control and a very addictive personality. And had I been given the chance, I I could have been sent to an internet addiction camp or something. <laughs> um, but uh. I was a kid in the 90s, and so, you know, your gaming options were limited, but I would play what was available, which is, like, the free card games on your computer, very good at nice. hearts, and also, like, Flash games, like, yes. the pinnacle, like, shockwave.com. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> like, literally, there are some iconic, I think, like, Flash games that I used to play. I almost flunked out, out of college one semester because I regressed into a child and I played an original game where you're like trying to catch stars and you're like a little kid with a basket. Um, <laughs> I was just mostly uh, placating my anxiety. Yes. Um, but um, my parents like didn't really want me to play games or have games. So they always would set, and I really wanted to play Pokemon on Game Boy. Oh, that was like the big cultural watershed moment where you're like, gotta have it. And I yes. love those freaking pocket monsters. And so my parents would always make a bargain with me that was like, if you get a semester of straight A's, we will get you a Game Boy. And guess what? I never got straight A's, not a single time in my life. And they go, please, Lily, no C's, and we will get you a oh game gosh. boy. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> That's so an attainable the, goal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so Pokemon Silver on oh, yes. the Game Boy was my first, like, video game that I owned that wasn't like a computer educational game because I played yes. a lot of like Carmen Sandiego I played oh. that 
Ooh, I played that game through like maybe like three or four times. Wow. As a kid, you have an incredible capacity for like repetition of your yes. favorite things, which I wish I still had, but I like can't even rewatch a movie because now I'm so conscious of how life is short and every wasted minute I'm closer <laughs> to death. Um, and then also in high school, I feel like this is huge for me. A lot of my friends got really into this text-based mud multi-user dungeon online so what is this connor if you didn't play a text-based mud can you even call yourself a gamer i can't and i won't (laughs) okay this is like a um like a text-based rpg where Mm. like you get a character and you enter like stats and it'll tell you like your level and your stats and your title and it'll like you'll go into a room and it'll be like you're on a grassy lawn there are exits to your north and to your east and a crumbling hallway to your south like which way do you go and you go like n to go north and you go like whatever you know so it's just like it's a text-based rpg yeah um and I spent, you know, in total, I think the last time I logged in, you could see, like, how many hours... I spent 16 full days of my life playing this video game. Maybe more. <laughs> maybe 32 days of my life. 16 feels small. It was a lot. Maybe, like, all of ninth and 10th grade. Um, Amazing. I had, a, I had a husband in the game. He was an adult cop, I think. <laughs> And really, as I, but but I played the video game the way that I've always played video games, which is um, non-committally to the role-playing aspect. Just trying to, I feel like there's like a term for this, like where you're just like kind of grubbing for points and mm-hmm. stats and stuff, where it's oh, just probably. like, yeah. So like, what no I'm emotional really, attachment. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. I'm also like a kid, and I have. Um, I have aphantasia, which is, like, I can't visualize anything in my mind's eye. Mm. Like, I feel like every, everyone says, like, well, th- no, like, can you visualize a-, a beach when I ask you to think of a beach? Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of creating it, but yes. Like, you're, like, uh, there's, like, a towel on the beach, or, like, what's on the beach? There's, of course, there's sand. There's the ocean coming up to it. Um, maybe the water, like the sand is like, you know, that like wet, damp sand where they meet. Yeah. Maybe the sun is in the distance, yeah. some clouds. Yeah. So I can't do that. Even if I close my eyes, I can only think of the concept of a beach where I'm like describing it. Yes. So I can see how if you have like a very imaginative mind's eye, a game, a text base multi-user dungeon could like come to life for you more but for me it's all about the stats it's all about the practical things (laughs) but i realized like as an adult looking back like people played it like the way they play like dungeons and dragons they would Mm. really immerse themselves in the role play they would Mm. speak like a paladin or they would speak like a mage and they would start new accounts just to role play as a new character or whatever meanwhile i'm there being like (sighs) Yo, what's up? I'm a mage. I'm in 10th grade. Um, yeah, I have some, a lot of homework today. Anyways, I'm trying to learn some spells. <laughs> like, yeah. like, no commitment to the role-playing. Yeah, let's um, go from A to B real quick. Let's, yes. let's get this done. And that's kind of still how I play video games, I think. <laughs> like, even if I play... Um, unfortunately, it, you told me someone has already covered Stardew Valley. Um, yes. My... 
favorite game of all time. I am playing it for the third time right now. Um, Have you played it the same way each time? Or has your experience differed between these playthroughs? Yeah, I get a little better at actually playing it each time. (laughs) Every time I first play it, I'm like a fucking idiot. And I clear all the trees from my farm. And then I have like no seeds. And I sell everything. And then I have no resources. (laughs) I sell all my wood and stuff. Nobody tells you these things. I'm like, how are you supposed to know? It's like when I played Animal Crossing and I got rid of all my resources as well. Like all the rocks where I broke all of them. And someone's like, you need those. And I was like... Nobody fucking told me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like destructive. I like get on the farm and I'll like, I'll like break anything I can get my hands on. Um, so now I'm better at like, oh, here's how you start. It is a high learning curve. You're like, fa- like crafting, growing, whatever. Yeah. But like, I've seen some people's farms, like, same with their like Animal Crossing, and it's like beautiful. And it's like, same with like a Sims house. It's like decorate. They're really immersed in the experience, the world yes. of being that character. My house looks like absolute shit. I put all the decorations in the crate. I'm trying to get money, get hearts, this finish is, quests. This is purely, it's all function. It's purely yes. achievement based, which really goes, <laughs> now why are you doing this? Is it because you can't achieve anything um, tangible in your own life? <laughs> I have an interesting question for you that this is making me think of. This is not video game related at all. Are you the type of person as well that when it comes to like food, it's like what is going to nourish me? What is going to be quick? What What is like – are you the type of person who would have tried Soylent? Or are you like, no, actually my relationship is with food is a, a lot different than that with games? No, because I'm not like a, a disgusting young man at a tech job. Um <laughs> I used to have, like, a roommate who would, like, leave his, like, empty Soylent bottles in our, like, shower. I was like, please. Oh, a shower t- Soylent? Keep this to yourself. <laughs> and also don't live with us anymore. Yeah. Um, we did kick him out, but that was for various other reasons. Um, it, you no, would have been for, justified for the shower Soylent. I yeah, want to affirm yeah. that. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, but this plays more into my, um, I have poor impulse control and I'm very self-indulgent. Mm. Uh, so for food, I'm like, yeah, I'm like addicted to sugar. I always want like a treat. I always want, like I do, oh, yeah. so I'm always like, ooh, I'm going to have to like do a hard thing. So I should go get an ice cream now. And my partner's like, usually people treat themselves after the thing. <laughs> you haven't even done the thing yet. <laughs> You're like, well, this is how it works for me. Yeah. Um, but I think that kind of still plays into, like, the way that I game, which is, like, sure, it's all about satisfying my immediate needs to, like, yes. be rewarded, finish the quest. Whereas, like, decorating a Sims house, you don't get any bonus points for that. It's no. just not. Yeah. yeah, it's not like the game awards you with a score there it's all like what you're enjoying and what works for you yeah interesting i want the the little treat the little treat of ice cream the little treat of give me those points give me a level up give me a level up in my sims job or whatever let me let me have two sims living in an absolutely decrepit home advancing their relationship and their professional careers yeah is this too much to ask i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) Not unlike um, the life I want to live. No. <laughs> um, 
Uh, so uh, was there? Cause you have you? Is that the game you've been playing? If you've been playing games recently, is Stardew Valley been what you've been diving back into? I've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley. It's also the perfect travel game to play mm. on a plane, no matter how long your flight is. Um, and then I played a lot of Breath of the Wild over the pandemic, and yes. it was beautiful. Although I, um, as you'll find as a trend with me, um, did not completely finish it. But I did do all four of the major quadrants, but I oh, did nice. not defeat the who... What's his the, name? Uh, it, it, what do they call him in this game? It's it's Calamity Ga- Ganon. Ganon. There we go. Yes, yes. I can't remember names ever um, of people I've met or video game bosses. <laughs> um, that game was perfect. Even that game, I just like... Am I allowed to be talking so much about other video games? Yes, yeah, so that's, that's the whole point of this portion. Okay, great. Um... Even that game, I, like, played in such a haphazard way. When someone gives me a quest, I will ruin my whole life. I will throw aside all my basic needs to try and complete a quest. So, like, one of the first things you're told... I literally don't remember the specifics of this game now, but, like, you're told eventually you have to go, like, really far north and, like, get this thing from a guy... I. Connor, it's all good. I could not tell you a single <laughs> name or specific from this game that I played for days. Um, and when I mean days, I don't mean like I played two hours on Monday. I play. I think of the time spent as like the collective hours. The cl- like, cumulative, yeah. Yes, which is brutal when you see it because you're like, if oh. I played it for five hours every day, and, and and you go, that was thirty days of my human life. Yes. Yeah, I am as someone who plays a lot of video games. I'm constantly looking at. That's the 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 thing I wish I could erase. Sometimes is the hour count, and me thinking about, hmm, could I have a real career if I would have put hours into like other stuff than this? Uh, Connor, so I can I relate. You, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd be like, well, I guess I got to change my life. Um, <laughs> um, but I, you get like a okay. So basically, in like Breath of the Wild, you get a quest that is really meant to be fulfilled later in the game. Yes. But again, if you don't know the narrative and you haven't done a walkthrough or anything, how are you supposed to know? I yeah. think you're just supposed to do it. So I go fully way off the map and I just follow the compass until I get there. I die like 50 times. I'm climbing the edge <laughs> of cliffs. I'm going over oceans. I'm I'm untrackable. And then I get there and then I'm like, I can't even get to this place because I can't complete this quest yet because i'm not anywhere near the level i'm supposed to be at to be able to complete this so why the fuck did i come all the way out here? that's so funny i think i even know the like i don't remember a lot of details about that game too because i haven't played i played it five years ago when it first came out but if it's the master sword quest where you're getting the sword you have to have a certain amount of hearts in order to get it so that could be this or it sounds similar it's like going up to the inventor guy and then you have to like put the flame in on along oh, the yes, path yes. and stuff i got all the way out there before i'd gone to any other city or done anything yeah oh my gosh incredible what a journey you were on yeah <laughs> um i've got a couple questions for you about um about your just general history with gaming before we wrap up this part um one, I would like to know, if you look back on your life, is there a console or a computer or, a, like, one 
like most special console to you, whether it was like a Game Boy or something else? I do think the Switch is incredible. It's nice. not what I grew up with playing, um, but it's just the best design. Yeah, it's You can great. take it with you or use it as a console. I love it. It's great. Uh, it's, it's the first to really do that, too, where it was at home or away, like pretty much the same experience. There's like a slight visual downtick on, this, on just the tablet, but it's amazing. Yeah. If you've ever tried to play Breath of the Wild handheld, like I tried to on a flight, it's fucked up. It looks like it, shit. I, I, it definitely like chugs. It, like yeah. when you're like in a forest with too many like um like 3D models or yeah. items everywhere, it it really slows down yes. the frame rate. But then sometimes like there are some games that are so clearly meant to be handheld, like some of the Pokemon games for Switch. I mm-hmm. played it on the TV and I was like, this kind of looks like shit. I do not need it. On the big yeah. screen. Yeah, blown up, uh, especially if you have a big TV, like all, like blown up all the way. Yeah. Uh, um, I so also sw- did socially play a lot of N64 at my friend's house as a kid on the weekends. And we played a lot of Mario Kart, which I've never been good at. <laughs> and a lot of Pokemon Snap and a lot oh. of... Pokemon Stadium? Pokemon Stadium mini games. Oh, yeah. I had a, someone come on like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. and she brought that was her game of choice and it was purely to talk about the mini games and I loved yes. it. Yes. I am incredible at Guess which one, Connor? I want to I want to say you were really good at the Ekans one with the snake. No, I'm absolutely terrible at like coordinating things and tossing things in a game and aiming. Uh, my favorite one was the one where Clefairy makes you memorize things. <laughs> Clefairy. Possibly the, Clefairy. Possibly the least game-like, least fun minigame. This is the kind of fun I'm trying to have. Yes. Memorizing buttons. Yes. It's like a Simon Says minigame yes. uh, with Clefairy in a classroom telling you yes. what way to point or button to press. Yes. But anything that um, requires coordination and getting the right thing and avoiding things yes. like the Lickitung game, absolute dog shit <laughs> at it. That is the game because as a kid, I was very also very sheltered and like uh, as a kid, and and that also led you know growing up in like a white American family to not have a really like diverse diet or ex- food experience. So that's how yeah. I learned that wasabi was like spicy. <laughs> it was like watching Lickitung eat it and being like. Well, I know what that's going to do to me. Oh, my God. And then so did you avoid wasabi for a long time? Because you're like, licky tongue, no likey. Yes. I was like, well, he clearly, I'm going to learn from licky tongue's mistakes and, oh and try God. to try to grow in that way. Is uh, that how you I, knew about sushi as well? I would actually be willing to bet that's the first time I saw sushi. Because <laughs> we did not have that grow, eat that growing up. Uh, and, and even to the point now where I like sushi, I like the very basic like hand roll stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm not i haven't even gotten like adventurous like a lot of people and yeah, i okay. blame my parents um mm. i have good news well, for you okay uh is that pokemon stadium uh one and two sometime this next year are coming to the switch online if you have the nintendo 64 expansion yeah so you could reunite with your friend fairy if you've got it wow i would also have to find two other 12-year-old kids to play with me. 
hey, I will play online mini games with you in okay. that game because those are so fun. <laughs> um, uh, okay, great. So, oh, and the, so the N64 you were talking about, like playing uh, socially, that's. Yeah, that, that was that... the console of our generation. I have no idea what your generation is, but maybe the same, same. as mine. Exact yeah. same, yeah. I was born in 1990, and that was, like, my first – that's my personal favorite console yeah. ever. It's the one I was, like, when I finally uh, sort of had my own console. It was Nintendo 64. Um, was never allowed to have one. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. No wonder. So that's why you got to play it at Friends. Um, Mm -hmm. Or that's why that's what your experience was. Um, I have one last question for you about your time with gaming. Um, Has there been something like a game in the past two years uh, that has that you've also played that's like surprised you in a way or that you've enjoyed that you didn't expect? Enjoyed in a way I didn't expect. I honestly, okay, well, Breath of the Wild is such a universally beloved and highly regarded game, Yes. but I really did not expect to like it, because as I said, I really prefer a turn-based game like Pokemon Mm. or whatever, because it um, makes me feel safe and not startled. I've never historically liked any games where something could pop out at you and you have to real time fight it yes and breath of the wild just happened like literally if i have to go and fight one of those like tech things my pulse starts racing i get scared i'm like nobody talk to me i'm gonna die um um well i have a real issue with um my fleeting mortality in these video games but um it just the world is so beautiful and honestly it's not so hard to fight because it's so much more actual like puzzle technique and stuff uh that it really ended up being so much more playable than i expected but i did spend most of my time kind of cooking and like satisfying people's needs for little object quests yes and, and avoiding the actual um fights that's that's one thing that I really love about that game as someone who like Zelda's my favorite franchise, but this game you can really play it however you want. Whether you want to just be someone who's cooking and going on quests for people, or if you want to be some crazy like I'm gonna go kill all the guardians person, you can do that too. Um, there are some of those like big guys, like like the big horse guy and stuff. I'm like, if I see one, I run. I don't. Oh even yeah, the Lionels. Try. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't fuck. No with thanks. That. <laughs> yeah, I get scared. They're I've never true. liked. My dad and his friends weirdly like again in the '90s like computer computer games started being like a big thing. Like they started getting like high tech yeah. and good. Him and his friend at one point in the mid '90s like had too much time on their hands and they would play like um first person like shooter games. Oh. And I remember being like like hitman and stuff and i'd be so scared of them the games (laughs) like this is not for me yeah um well great well lily thank you so much for sharing about your general history with gaming we got some real fun anecdotes and who knows i I didn't expect to learn about uh shower soylent but here we are um so we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break and then when we come back we'll hear from whatever hear from you about whatever you want to say about final fantasy 10 so i'll see you on the other side All right, I'll see you tomorrow. 
See you then. Yeah, we're, we're, we're reconvening tomorrow <laughs> taking, to do this. Taking a long break. Yeah. Jeremy Schmidt, and I'd like to tell you about my podcast, Video Games, a Comedy Show. This is, you guessed it, a comedy show about video games. Every episode, a panel of video game liking comedians discusses a brand new topic, the games they've been playing, and best of all, the news. Are there bits? Arguably way too many. If you like to laugh and or like to play video games, check out Video Games, a Comedy Show, anywhere podcasts can be found. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, of course, here with Lily Dew to talk all about Final Fantasy X. Uh, welcome back. It's, it's it's good to see you after recording the first part yesterday. Yeah, it's so good. It's It's been a few weeks. Yeah, oh yeah. We, we said we were going to take a day off, but it's actually been weeks now. Uh, delayed gratification, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, Lily, like I told you before the show, before we get into your personal experience with the game and anything you might remember or want to bring up, uh, I want to do some table setting for the listener and just tell them what this game is. So what I'm going to do is I've got some, like, very basic uh, uh, bullet points that I'm going to share, but if you're like, hey, Connor, you actually are going to want to include this piece about it too, feel free to do that at any time. it's all you. All right, cool. Well, I'm prepared for that, so here I Go. Final Fantasy X is a role-playing video game. Specifically, it's a JRPG developed and published by Square as the 10th main entry in the Final Fantasy series. Originally released in 2001 for the PlayStation 2, the game was re-released as Final Fantasy X with Final Fantasy X 2 for the PlayStation 3 and the Vita in 2013, for the PS4 in 2015, and then, of course, it's come out to a bunch of other stuff. Like, I have it on the Switch which debuted in 2019. Um, The game marks the Final Fantasy series transition from entirely pre-rendered backdrops to fully three-dimensional areas, although there's some pre-rendered backdrops still, uh, and is the first in the series to feature voice acting. Final Fantasy X replaces the active time battle system with the conditional turn-based battle system and uses a new leveling up system called the Sphere Grid. Set in the fantasy world of Spira, a setting influenced by the South Pacific, Thailand, and Japan, the game's story revolves around a group of adventurers in their quest to defeat a rampaging monster known as Sin. The player character controls Titus, a star athlete, or some people say Titus. How, do, how have you pronounced it in your, uh, in your time? Titus? I'm a Titus person. Titus? Titus? Don't they say his name out loud? Titus would be crazy. Titus is weird, uh, but I still think I hear people who pronounce it that way, strangely. Um, Don't they say his name out loud in the game? Wouldn't there they, be a correct pronunciation? I, I actually don't know if they do because you can, I believe, rename the character. Oh. So every other character, I think you hear like Kimari or Waka or whatever, but yeah. for him, I think that's the case. Um, mm. uh, he is a star athlete in the fictional sport of Blitzball, who finds himself in Spira after Sin destroyed his home city in Xanarkand. Uh, and shortly after arriving 
to Spira, Titus becomes a guardian to the summoner Yuna to destroy Sin upon learning its true identity is that of his missing father, Jacked. Uh, this game was uh, a massive success. Uh, it broke ground in a few different ways for the Final Fantasy series and remains one of the most popular entries in the series today. Uh, and and I love this game. It's it's great. Um, Lily, any any bullet points that that we need to include before we get into your experience? God, I have zero technical knowledge or factual knowledge of this game, so there's act. <laughs> Absolutely nothing I could add that wouldn't detract <laughs> from what you've already said. Well, in that case, let's do it. Let's hear about your time with it. And, and I want to begin by finding out how you came to play this game in the first place. Um, so, similarly to how um, I eventually weaseled my way into a Game Boy from my parents by diminishing their expectations. In high school, once again, I said, please, please, I want it into, please let me have a console. Everybody else gets to have games. And they said, only if you get straight A's. And again, never happened. They said, please, just B's, no C's, no D's, please, just apply yourself. And eventually, I think I got, you know, no C's or something. Nice. Um, and they let me get um, a PlayStation 2, which was like the big new console that was Hell out. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I only ever owned two games on PlayStation 2. <laughs> Uh, I got it and immediately burnt out and then moved on to other <laughs> interests. Um, high school was busy, okay? I was, I was yes. busy trying to not get those Cs. Um, I had Soul Calibur 2. Oh, no way. I love. Um, I love a button masher game. Uh, and it is a button masher. Cause that game is awesome. I never learned the moves. I just mashed the buttons. And I choose Ivy. Yes, I know With Ivy. The least amount of clothes possible. <laughs> and the other game was Final Fantasy X, which I feel like similar to Breath of the Wild for Switch was like it kind of came out as the console came out and was mm -hmm. like a like almost like it feels like it comes with the console. Like if you're going to have the PS2, you're going to want the Final Fantasy X, which is like the most visually impressive game yeah. out at the time that you can play on the console. And I'd also, I think I had a lot of, yeah, like um, game ownership envy as a kid because I wasn't allowed to like own and play things. And then so like my friends at school would be like talking about Final Fantasy 7 VII and 8 and how they loved it. And I wouldn't be allowed to like own them. So I'd like try to download it on an emulator on like <laughs> LimeWire and then yeah. I'd like, get my parents a virus um i was always trying to download an emulator i'd always be like google.com free final fantasy 7 where like yes yes um by any means necessary yeah because i so wanted to as especially as a kid being sheltered like wanted to like role play as a yeah. um sexy japanese avatar going on an adventure um so Final Fantasy X was my first opportunity to, like, be in the world. And before then, I had, like, I loved the idea of, like, Tifa and blah, blah, blah. All these, like, Final Fantasy VII, eight characters that I never even played. Yeah. Um, 
But then once I started playing Final Fantasy X, I got quickly distracted by the in-game sport of Blitzball. Yes. (laughs) This is... I'm so excited to hear from you about this because this is actually a divisive or a polarizing element in the game. Some people adore it and other people are like why would you ever make me interact with this thing but it sounds like it meant something to you no i wouldn't say that (laughs) no i wouldn't go that far connor i would say it's kind of like how i play my other video games in that i get very short-sighted by a little quest or a little mini game and what it was was You know, sometimes it it was a little slow going to figure out how to get to the next big thing, but it was easy going to try to advance in Blitzball. Yes. A little almost like hearkening back to like a simple flash game. It's like a little like soccer game in the water that you like tactically move around and can advance. And I honestly cannot remember if doing well in Blitzball advanced you in any other way in the game. I... From what I can remember, because I did not spend a lot of time playing Blitzball, um, is that if you, I think, like, win the tournament eventually, you get, like, Waka's best weapon. But I okay. there's there's no, I do not believe there's any actual, like, you don't need it to progress in the game. Yes, absolutely not. <laughs> and I think this is probably where my play started to taper off. Because I started doing a lot of this, and I knew I was not um, playing the game to its full potential. And yet, again, very addictive personality um, can do like a repetitive thing for hours. Found myself primarily playing Blitzball. Not taking advantage of the impressive graphics at the time of the rest (laughs) of the game. The background rendering, the voice acting. Mostly playing a simplistic water-based video sport game amazing this the it's so i mean just hearing from you earlier about your experience with games and how you often find yourself playing them and knowing how blitzball works and how it's much more like on the surface you might look at blitzball and be like wow this is like fifa or nba 2k this is a full sports game you're really only just sort of like swimming around and then the numbers crunch themselves right and they like tell you whether or not you based on just your players abilities whether or not you scored or or passed or whatever i think it's incredibly like luck based and simplistic (laughs) and i don't think i could ever play a fifa or something it honestly reminds me of playing like neopets or something (laughs) yeah oh gosh that's so funny so did you like you ended up spending a lot of time in this did you do you remember at all finishing the blitzball tournament were you just like beating your head against it absolutely not and this is why it's honestly um so good and incredible that you have me on to discuss this specific game because the other (laughs) games i pitched had been done already um which is that I never finished this game, and in fact, I cannot remember how far I got. And I will say, a a kind of narrative video game like Final Fantasy is kind of like reading a book in that if you put it down for too long and you come back to it, you're kind of fucked. You're like, what the fuck is going on? 
How do I use this? You've passed the tutorial stage. You're already supposed to know how to do everything and what your main goal is. And you no longer remember. And I think I might have restarted the game like yeah. one or two times at other points in my life. Thus, like bringing me all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, look, to be fair, hey, I, I was busy in high school. In retrospect, not with important things, but at but the time, busy. It, it felt like I had a lot of homework to not do well. Um, <laughs> and so I think my parents got me this game console, but then like, you know, almost immediately would be like, but you can't play it on a weekday. Yeah. But you can't, whatever. And my mom used to, this is honestly so psycho, but she used to like come home and like touch the TVs and the consoles to see if they were warm. Oh my, like the old tube TVs that yeah, would yeah, get yeah. warm. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah, and stuff. So you can't like play it and then be like, no, I wasn't. Because she'd touch yeah. it and it'd be warm. And you never knew when she was coming back home. She could come home early and it'd be warm and then you'd be fucked because she'd take it away. Um, <laughs> so I, I really, um, God, so sad as an adult now to describe <laughs> these things. Um, so I really cannot remember how far I got in the game. That's all good. I will say, though, I have recently looked at Titus's outfit, and it is so fucking stupid. <laughs> Don't you? Because it, it, they're sort of the. It's got like one pant leg, and then the other's like a short. Is that how it yes. is? Yeah, I gotta yes. just Google Titus right now. Yeah. As if I he don't do it all the time. Has just one pant leg and one full sleeve. Yes. My and gosh. And it's like, why is this what you're wearing on a small island nation in the water? Yeah. Also, especially when you're playing the sport, it seems incredibly impractical. Absolutely. Even if it's in fashion. And those big boots in the water, too? Absolutely. I did think um, Yuna, is that her name? Yes. I did think Yuna was the most um, beautiful woman I'd ever seen in my life. Oh, I did, too. I my I didn't have this growing up. I've, I've played it at, like as an adult. But my best friend growing up had a – him and his brother had a PS2, and they got this game. And they liked this, the Final Fantasy series, so – we were familiar with it, but I think seeing, yeah, how amazing the graphics were, especially in the cutscenes, like, yeah. it was like this woman was, like, right in front of you. Like, she, yes. she was there. And they're still impressive looking back at today, but, oh, my gosh, yeah. Titus is uh, so – he's just a goofball in general from what I remember. <laughs> he's just a little crazy. He's just a he's little He's just a wacky. silly guy. You're Titus in Spira. <laughs> How did I get here? He he does narrate the game too, so there is a little bit of that. I bet you're wondering how I got here. Ele- yes. Element to I, it. I do feel like voice acting in games has probably made some like philosophical progressions in yes. terms of making it more intuitive than being. I do remember wishing I could play all the dialogue at like 1.5 speed. Oh, because it was a little slow. Yes. Mm. And again, uh, I'm not in it for the story, no. for the emotions. <laughs> I'm in it to play Blitzball and score points. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I only get my two hours a week to play this game. What am I, going to be immersed? No. True. That does bring up, I mean, you, you've told us the kind of gamer that you are, so that all makes sense. But even what you're describing now, 
like limited to two hours in a week yeah how are you supposed to progress through this like 80 hour game and make any meaningful progress yeah how am I supposed to make meaningful, personal, emotional connections to these characters when I barely get to spend any time with them? No, I'm here to fucking kill. Yeah, you're a you're a blitzball mercenary. That much that much we do know. Um, <laughs> when it comes to, do you remember like anything about playing the blitzball games that sticks out to you, or is it just like too far back at this point? I really was. 13 years old um <laughs> let me google i really should have looked this up earlier no worries yeah i bet if i wonder if you put like a blitzball video on in the background if uh if just the memories would just start flooding <laughs> my sensor i'm like oh my god oh. I'm there. Some childhood trauma comes flooding back to me. Like, I find it really triggering. Like, thanks, Connor. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm looking at the graphic of Blitzball, and now I do remember. Yeah, unlike, like you said, like a FIFA game or something, Blitzball is, like, turn-based. Like, mm -hmm. the ball gets to you, and you, like, make a choice of how yes. you want to shoot it. It's not even, like, reaction, coordination, time-based. Yes, you're like I remember, like if you're throwing the ball at the goal, like yes. you don't see the ball, you just see your character throw the ball. It leaves yes. the frame, and then it cuts to the goalie, and they either stop it or don't. And yes. but it's not like you see how the ball gets there, and like oh, I can, I want to try to throw it to the right next time. There's no throwing it to the right. You just no. press a button, and the like I guess the calculator calculates whether or not you scored. I think that's probably as hard as I wanted a video game to be at <laughs> yeah. that point in time. And I was like, look, there's too many random unknown elements in the rest of this beautiful game. And it's kind of hard. And Blitzball is easy and safe. And really, that really explains like why I play Stardew Valley. And even this is how much of a baby I am in video games and how much I don't like like jump scares in movies. I used to be afraid to go in the caves in Stardew Valley because I'd be like, too much fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm a lover, not a fighter. It's it's too <laughs> scary. The um, even turn-based fighting out in the wild too unpredictable. My my heart is going through. I'm having palpitations. I can't deal with the pressure. Yes. No. Thank you. Um. That's that's so great. Uh, since we've gotten a little bit of, uh, you know, of, of stories and stuff from you, memories about, you know, playing the game and just, like, some stuff you remember, what else do you remember about, like, your life at this time, whether broad or specific, that you can recall? You kind of have gotten us a little bit there by talking about, you know, the – about – I mean, we, we, we got the – this was a grades-based – console that arrived to you but is there anything else that sticks out about that time i honestly probably like as i got the ps2 i was probably getting really into my text-based rpg which i spent way more hours playing that than yes. playing final fantasy uh -huh. 10 um it's just a video game that nobody has ever heard of or played um, but me and all my friends from high school played and this is brutal. It 
like, you know, many video games now, you could buy extra credits with real money. Was this on the internet? Yeah, it's online. It was called Atolia. And the more popular version (laughs) of it is called Akea. I have to look this up. I have no Um, idea what this is. Atolia. Atolia. A-E-T-O-L-I-A. It's still open. Let's go to this. Uh, That's so interesting yep i'm I, I google imaged it and i'm seeing a bunch of texts on the screen so that that's that that's this checks out that's incredible and it's um, crazy because it seems like it's kind of like user run mm-hmm. i think it is an mm an mmo is it an, no i don't know um hmm. but um no, people would dedicate a lot of time to, like, guild politics, writing wow. guys. It's, like, a lot. Um, and I was just there to level up, learn some spells, be married, again, to a literal adult man who's a cop in my college town. When I went to college, he'd be like, hey, you want to meet up? I was like, no, that's okay. <laughs> you were my husband online when I was... 14 years old and now you're an adult cop in the town where i'm a freshman in college oh my gosh i thought that because you referenced this earlier i thought you were just referring to like the character you were dating i didn't realize it was another character that a user was controlling sorry yes 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 these are all (laughs) real people playing this game and i do actually think at the time most of them were adults amazing Um, and i did get other friends of mine like a friend of mine from chinese school like really into this game as well and they also all lost hours of their life i really wish i had lost hours of my life playing final fantasy 10 which is kind of like a work of art that is yeah. still like culturally referenced and i can have a conversation with other people about um whereas i can never have a conversation with anyone about this game because nobody else has played it but i did take like my birthday money and like put it in an envelope and try to like mail it to the corporation to like buy credits and my mom went to the mailbox and was like what is there a hundred dollar bill in an envelope to a corporation <laughs> she was like and i was like mom. like that's how sheltered i like couldn't even get like mail out of the house without being everything caught. was being inspected uh like meticulously so yeah i know what it's like to live in a surveillance state (laughs) it was just my mom uh yeah i wonder if i can log in you edit these right like if there's dead air time yeah but off i can fill i can fill the space too uh this is what a revelation this is uh i never played anything like this there was there was one game that I played okay, with I'm people. In. There we go. <laughs> I'm in. I, I, I played enough that I immediately knew my character's name and I knew my password. So what's okay. the character's name? Taya. T-E-I-Y-A. Very, you know, a child inventing a fantasy name. Yes. I have 11,063 unread news articles. <laughs> there this is, is just, news. You, you just have an inbox in this game too? Yeah, absolutely. You have messages from your guild. You have messages from other like 
artisan guilds you're in. You can have a shop. You can be managing a whole little world government economy in here. I don't remember any of the commands. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. Um, okay. These stats mean nothing to me at this point. Um, I'm, I'm awake. I'm not hungry. Sobriety, completely sober. Clothing, scantily clad. Probably because all my clothes have disintegrated. Um, <laughs> when was pose, the last time you I'm think not... you logged into this? I do think like maybe every six years or so. I'm like, God, remember when I was addicted to that text-based RPG in high school? Um, and then I log in to see what the fuck is up with it. And it's unrecognizable. Um, oh, yeah. It's probably undergone so many changes since the last time you logged on six years ago. The whole game is different. I can't tell what level. Oh, here we go. Played. 19 days, 14 hours, 36 minutes. Wow. Amazing. And those are hours eked out a little at a time after school before my mom comes home. Two hours at a time, three hours at yes. a time, every day of my life. Adding up to a little over 19 and a half days. <laughs> yup. Oh, well, you're good. And now you know it means absolutely nothing to me. Well, with a little hard work, I bet you could get up to a month uh, if you really wanted to. Um, Here, that- even as I'm logged in, I, you know, things are happening in the world. You think you need visuals no the text keeps coming up on the screen a tiny pincher enters scavenging for flesh a giant ugly pincher trundles off into a dark corner and out of sight mandibles clicking a tiny pincher scuttles away to a safe crevice you know things are happening it's lively it's vibrant the world of atolia 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 is alive and well uh We've. I don't, this is definitely the first on pod like live login we've ever had uh, to like a childhood game like this. Uh, I did. I I've only ever played like one game where it was online. It wasn't like. Do you, do you know RuneScape? Yeah, I do know of it. This is a weird point of reference, but it wasn't RuneScape. It was a whole different game called Flife, which stood for Fly for Fun, and. In like f- my sophomore year, we, me and some friends took a computer class and just got fully addicted to this like MMO RPG where we were had the, our little dinky characters and and I logged in in the last few years and it's still it's still on. Um, anyway, uh, oh, that I is found a- I, I found a new stuff. Okay, Te Italian Tassa, Eternal Elite, Female Atavian. You have achieved level sixty three, Indomitable. You are 71.12% of the way to the next level. Um, You are 435 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Because again, I made this like over 20 years ago. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, Or no, not over 20 years ago. Over 15 years ago. um, That's incredible. Uh. Anything else you want to share about Aetolia uh, or Blitzball itself? 
I'm so sorry. We have talked so little about Final Fantasy X, but Final Fantasy X ultimately is our inroads to talk about Atolia. Yes. Um. Again, I do think a lot of adults were playing it, and we were just high schoolers trying to live in a fantasy world. Yeah. Of magic, but I do think a lot of adults were doing it to have internet sex. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, and uh, maybe they got to achieve that. I do think, in retrospect, a lot of adults were playing it to role-play magic sex. Yes. Uh, Whether or not... Who knows whether they had real sex in their lives, um, but they, I guess, got magic sex here. Yes. And I know I found this out from a friend who got more into the game than me later. She was like, oh, yeah, we were fucking. And I was like, (laughs) oh, I was killing rats. (laughs) And people were getting off. And nobody told me. Nobody Uh, told me. That is, that's incredible. Um, Well, uh, Lily, as we sort of close our time talking about just this this whole rabbit hole that we've gone down and this is what a revelation we've had on this show um do you have any like any last words you want to say about atolia or blitzball and it's not even final fantasy 10 at this point it's blitzball (laughs) this is so brutal if anyone listens to this and they're a final fantasy 10 fan i'm so sorry someone else should really cover that game i'm mostly here for the blitz ball and i i honestly i thought there would be chocobos that's something i was looking forward to that i had kind of heard about in other games and i don't think there were chocobos in this game there they actually do have them but they are like i don't think you see them that often you do get to ride one at one point but it's way past the blitzball area so that's probably why yeah um amazing well lily thank you for bringing on final fantasy 10 so that we could talk about blitzball so that we could talk about atolia um please don't keep saying atolia as if it's a fake game that doesn't exist say it with some comment atolia i'm uh, logged in it's real (laughs) it's good it's a quality game it was never even ranked in, like, the top five of, like, text-based RPGs. I remember they'd want you to, like, go on and vote for it. And Incredible. And like, number seven. I'm like, damn, this game sucks. <laughs> and I'm addicted to it. Well, for the just to confirm for the listener at home, I, I Googled it. It is real. It exists despite my uncertainty while saying it uh, today. Um, uh, Lily. As we uh, move to the end of the show, I have a couple of post-show segments prepared for you based on this game, uh, this game being Final Fantasy X, uh, and the first of which is the Fact Me by Your Game segment, and that's just where I'm going to share a couple of fun uh, facts with you about the game. Um, In this segment, they could be anything from Easter eggs to development history, cheat codes, what have you. Uh, The first one I have titled uh, Two and a Half I'll Bed. Now, uh, all bed are famously a group of people in this game, but uh, Final Fantasy X actually makes a Hollywood appearance in the show, Two and a Half Men. Did you know about this? That's the question. <laughs> yes. Did you, well, did you know that it was in an episode of Two and a Half Men, or is this news to you? That is such a funny way. <laughs> that is such a funny question, Connor. Here's a kind of a little fact. 
Yes or no? Did you know? Well, I have more to it, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not know that. I did Amazing. Not know. Um, well, in the episode, uh, the, even just like typing these names, I'm like, I barely remember what it was about. But uh, in the episode, the little boy, Jake, begs Charlie Sheen's character to take him to the video store to rent the newest Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy X. Uh, it's a whole plot line in the episode, and I guess at the very end, he arrives and he rents uh, a greatest hits version of the game with a little red border on it. Um, but yeah. The, this game made an appearance in the hit sitcom Two and a Half Men. Whoa, and which do we think is more culturally relevant to this day? Two and a Half Men or Final Fantasy X? I, I want to say, uh, unfortunately, I bet it's Two and a Half Men, is, is yeah. uh, especially amongst the, the, the CBS watchers in this, in, in this country. Um, yeah, that seems right. The, uh, the next fact I have for you, the final one, I uh, have titled Bondage Attire Inspired. Uh, during an interview with, uh, I guess, a magazine called V-Jump Magazine, the game's designer, Fumi Nakashima, stated that her inspiration for the Albed's clothing, which is who the character Riku, that's the group of people she's a part of, um, came from bondage clothing. And apparently, she stated that she had several books and magazines of this at her desk, which would elicit strange looks from co-workers. Now, isn't that strange? That, uh, I'm looking at their... I mean, that makes sense completely. They were all wearing questionable clothing. The big guy is just wearing overalls, no shirt under, very low-cut overalls. Yes. Titus' shirt is always open, I believe. Mm-hmm. I do think maybe part of the reason my parents didn't want me playing this game was they would look at the screen and go, why do these people not have clothes on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? Um... Yeah, I'm even thinking about the masks that those characters had, the all bed, and yeah, it looks very, very what I would assume, uh, uh, very bondage heavy. Um, well, that'll do it for the Fact Me By Your Game segment, and I'll lead us into the final one of the episode, the game recommendations. Now, this is my one forced tie-in to the movie, Call Me By Your Name, where I'm going to treat Final Fantasy X as your passionate summer romance that you're eventually going to split from, and someday you're going to maybe get involved with some new flings. So these recommendations are going to be uh, some possible new flings for you uh, that have something in common, each of them, with Final Fantasy X. Um, if you want another game with a great optional side game that you can just get lost in and never play the re- actual game, I'm glad you told me you played a lot of time. Uh, you played Blitzball for a while because it's the only reason I have this suggestion is I recommend Horizon Forbidden West, which basically has its own, like, chess game, uh, chess-inspired board game that you can just play the entire time if you want. So that's your first recommendation, being such a Blitzball head. Um, If, for whatever reason, which now I know this is not the case necessarily, you you like the combat of Final Fantasy X, but you want the inverse of the combat, where instead of... Uh, choosing your attacks based on the enemies. You're choosing the enemies that appear in order. I'll recommend a really cute game that you can actually get on Nintendo Switch. It's called Takeshi and Hiroshi uh, that I don't think anyone besides me ever played. Um, And lastly, Lily, if the thing that connected you to Final Fantasy X was that you were just really enamored that you were playing the game as a great athlete... Like Titus is such a blitzball player, 
And if that was the most important thing to you, then I'll go ahead and recommend uh, you play Super Mario World because there's a character named Charging Chuck who wears football gear, uh, and it's just an en- one enemy you find in that game. So that's uh, so Charging Chuck is going to be our, our real big uh, sell there for you. Um, I'll go ahead and go down the list again. Uh, we have Horizon Forbidden West, but just the chess parts. We have Takeshi and Hiroshi in Super Mario World because Charge and Chuck is in it. I'll have to send you a picture of Charge and Chuck. You might recognize him if you're loosely familiar with Mario characters. And I will recommend Atolia. I am logged into this game right now, and I have yet to see a single character walk past me. This might be a ghost town. There might be nobody (laughs) playing this game anymore. I might be the only person logged online playing this. I used to be able to tell who else was online, and now I cannot. No, no dice. I do not remember what the commands are, but I am in a shop, and I checked wares, and I just bought a piece of bread, and I ate it, which you do by saying buy bread eat bread these are things you type and that's how you play and that's and that was fun for me that was really fun so with the listeners listening and they're like wow this sounds fun we could tell lily was just locked in for the last 10 minutes playing this game then then atolia <laughs> is going to be the bonus fourth recommendation for you today um lily that'll bring us to the end of the segment and that'll actually bring us to the end of the show uh so before we go today Thanks for coming on and telling me about this journey. I got to say, it was unexpected where we ended up today. Incredible. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm a little distracted. I'm traversing from room to room in Atolia, kind of rediscovering my love. Please don't apologize to me. I'll apologize to you for potentially ruining your life by reminding you of this game. Uh, No, I'll never play this. (laughs) Um, but yeah, thanks again for doing this. This was fun to catch up for a little bit. Um, what do you want to plug on your way out today? Where, where can people find you? You can find me on dropout.tv on my show, Dirty Laundry. The second season is out right now. A subscription is quite affordable. Uh, don't follow me online. Don't look for me. Don't follow me in person. Don't follow me anywhere. Leave me alone. You heard it here first, folks. Leave <laughs> her alone. Um, well, uh, thank you again for doing this. I'll go ahead and close us out with some plugs of my own. Uh, the show art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and his other wonderful work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. You can also uh, support the editor and producer of the show, Jeremy Schmidt, by checking out his show, Video Games, a comedy show, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can find me on social media uh, on, on Connor at Connor underscore McCabe on Twitter and Instagram. Sometimes I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. And again, if you want an extra bonus video game podcast uh, to hear all the amazing stuff we do, uh, we're at Super NPC Radio on Patreon. So that's patreon.com slash Super NPC Radio. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. And I'll go ahead and just uh, go with, play a bunch of Blitzball. Um, so I'll see you in the next one.